the Olympia is this weekend, and there's been a lot of controversy around this Olympia because, well, bodybuilders are dropping like flies going into this year's show. And, you know, unfortunately, we don't get to see all of our favorite bodybuilders compete this year. But this week has been full of drama with Nick Walker having to pull out. And now Brandon Curry supposedly was, there was speculation that he was not going to be able to do the Olympia now. Well, things are starting to get a little weird. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Why are all these bodybuilders having issues at the same time, the same year? It was almost like reminiscent of like those couple really bad years where these guys were just like dropping dead, right? It was a little scary at one point. We're like, who's going to be next? Like, even at one point, I'm like, fuck, I'm from that era. Am I going to drop dead? It was nerve-wracking. I'm not going to lie. It was very nerve-wracking. And luckily, that pattern, that bad phase, that bad whatever you want to call it, is done with. Like, thank God. But this week, today, Brandon Curry this morning, there were some rumors from RX Muscle, which I don't want to shit on RX Muscle because I'm not here to talk shit anymore. I'm like, I feel like I'm more mature now for some reason. I feel like I'm like over that whole phase already. I'm really not, actually. I'm kidding. But RX Muscle put out some statement saying that Brandon Curry can't do the Olympia. And as a journalist with integrity and doing journalism for 10 years now, I would never, ever put out a statement until it was verified. Verified. Ever. In the history of me doing YouTube for 10 years, I never once put out a statement that I had to retract. Never once. I never really get stuff wrong because I wait until I actually verify it. It doesn't necessarily mean the person has to tell you that the thing, this, this thing is happening to. I'm talking about legit proof. Text, email, doctor, uh, something from the doctor, hospital bill, this guy was here, whatever. Proof. So with Brandon Curry, this morning when I saw this whole thing come out, I almost didn't believe it immediately because I'm very close to his people, right? I'm not going to name names, but his people. And even though I'm not doing journalism every day, I'm still very connected to everything. I knew Nick tore his hamstring days before he announced that. Days. Did I care to talk about it? No, because I'm not trying to be aggressive with the news. I don't care. And I'm not trying to come off as I'm bragging. But Brandon, I would have known this guy was pulling out for some kidney issues, some liver issues, some health problem, because I would know. Just is what it is. So when I saw that, I was like, ah, this rubs me the wrong way. But I was like, let me repost it. Let me just see what happens. Because the reason I reposted on Instagram is because I wanted to see what type of uh, reception I got from the people. And I immediately knew this was bullshit. Immediately knew. So I'm not rushing to do videos, but I'm going to get to it today, like I said. So what happened was, long story short, the rumors were going around that he had kidney problems. He had liver problems, supposedly, allegedly. Uh, he was in the hospital, allegedly. Which, some true, some not really true. The guy's not, the guy's not unhealthy, first off. There's nothing wrong with his health. He's fine. And I'm not going to say he's perfect because he's a bodybuilder, but there is no, there's a, no point where he had liver problems or kidney problems during this process. So that's number one. Number two, when you're prepping for a show and you're on the last couple days before a show, guess what you have to do? You have to get dehydrated in order to look good on stage. When these guys get on stage, it doesn't necessarily mean you stop drinking water to look dehydrated. As much as the contrary the belief is that, oh, these Bibles don't drink water for days. It's so unhealthy. No, we're actually drinking water. We're not gulping it. We're not guzzling it. But we're taking diuretics and still drinking water. At least that's what the right body, the, the Bibles that know what they're doing are doing, right? 
We're not cutting water, we're just lowering water. And then we're raising sodium in some cases. Some people leave sodium the same. Some people increase their carb intake. Some people increase their fat intake. Some people add diuretics. Some don't use diuretics, but we're manipulating water. At the end of the day, the last week is about water manipulation. If you're in shape, it's about getting your body peaked for that show and balancing all these things. But the major battle you have, it's World War III with water. Cortisol, inflammation, uh, aldosterone levels, like that's what you're manipulating to look that good. And if you miss it, well, you look three weeks out, you look 10 weeks out, it looks like you didn't even diet. And that's what it comes down to. So... Brandon, in this case, whatever he was doing, it doesn't matter, but you know, your mouth gets dry. It gets hard to eat protein. It gets hard to eat carbs. Now, you can also add fats like olive oil, coconut oil, but if a, diet, if a, if a competitor is not using fats, food gets really dry and there's no condiments, it's really dry and it's covered in salt. Imagine eating something with a ton of salt on it with no water to drink and it's protein. It's hard, guys. It's like lodging like... Imagine cutting wood, like you chop a tree down. This is the best analogy I can think of right now. Chopping a tree down and getting a piece of bark off a tree that you just chop down and trying to chew on it. I don't know why you have to chop the tree down, but I'm just trying to give the best analogy. I was going to say a piece of wood, but I thought about it. It's actually the bark that's dry. So a dead tree, choosing it, chewing a piece of bark off a dead tree, that's hard to do. That's what chicken and beef tastes like. That's the best analogy I can think of. So you're going to choke on it. It's going to get hard to get down in your throat. And I've had this happen to the point where I've scraped my esophagus and it hurt so bad to even talk and breathe. I was like, holy fuck, I want to die right now. So I understand what it's like these last couple of days. These little things that aren't really realistic things in the real world start to happen to you. And you're like, man, I fucking hate this. But you have to do it to get on stage. So Brandon was choking on a piece of food. I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. I know you guys want to know all the details. It got stuck in his throat. It got lodged in his throat. He couldn't breathe. It scraped his throat. He was uncomfortable. I'm not even sure if he went to the hospital. Now. I don't want to speculate. I didn't get those details. I didn't ask, but I guess maybe he got checked to make sure everything was okay. I don't know if he was worried about his esophagus or his throat or his stomach, but he didn't feel right, right? So that's why there was some speculation that potentially he might not do the show. And that's where all the rumors started. I don't know where the rumors started, but I just know RX Muscle, RX Muscle was the first place to post it. And it spread like wildfire as usual because everyone else just copies and everything else. Same bullshit. But yeah, Brandon wasn't pulling out unless something like catastrophic happened. And from his people's, uh, there's nothing wrong with his health. So this is the type of freak stuff that happens when you step into the shoes of a bodybuilder and you're like, I want to be a bodybuilder. But these are things you don't think about because... You just never experienced it before. You don't think these things could even happen to you because you've never been there before. The fear of the unknown, right? It's like getting a new job, new relationship. You move to a new town. You don't know anything. You're aware, unaware of everything. You don't know where anything is. It's like doing a bodybuilding show for the first time. You don't expect these things to happen. And then when you have them happen, you're like, holy shit, that's weird. But Brandon's been here before. So I'm sure he wasn't panicking I'm sure he wasn't freaked out. I'm sure it wasn't life or death. And listen, if Brandon made it this far bodybuilding at this age, at this level, won a Mr. Olympia, won multiple Arnolds, do you really think this guy has kidney and liver problems out of nowhere? I mean, this would have to be ongoing for a long time to have a kidney problem now or liver problem now or 
something that just like spiked some levels for some reason because something got a little out of control. Like what happens is if you get like a food food poisoning before a show and you start vomiting and having diarrhea, that could skyrocket your liver and kidney ends like levels through the roof and make it look like you're in kidney failure if you're dehydrated like that. Or even just dehydrated for a bodybuilding show in general, it can look like you're on you're at kidney failure. It does. It looks bad if you get blood work done. But regardless of all that, whatever the rumor started from, the guy's doing the show. Now, on the flip side of that, does this really make a big difference if Brandon's in the show or not? Because is Brandon a top five candidate? I think it's going to come down to how do his competitors look? If Brandon looks like Brandon, he'll do well. I just don't know how well. But I really don't want to talk about places in bodybuilding. I really don't care to talk about that today. I wanted to talk about Brandon and also the exciting part about being a bodybuilder. Like when you go into peak week, all of these things that you like take for granted are just thrown out the window. Like the things that you thought were just easy, like taking a shit, brushing your teeth, putting clothes on. Uh, having the smelly tan on, being severely dehydrated, your feet hurting, sleeping sucks. You're just so uncomfortable, but you look like a Greek fucking god. You look like the guy that everyone wants to be. Even if you're not the best bodybuilder, if you're shredded, you look amazing. I mean, period. You look amazing. It doesn't matter what level you're at. If you're shredded you have muscle, you look great. So it's like such a weird place to be in in your head. Like your headspace is not right. You don't feel happy. You don't feel excited. And if you do feel excited and happy, you can't even show it because you're so tired and you're just over it. And it's the weirdest feeling. I remember going into USA and then I'll hang up here and I'm going to be done. And I was so excited for USA as a turn pro. And I got there and I won and I was so excited to be done. I was like, yes, I fucking accomplished what I wanted to do. And I was so happy to be done with that journey. But as far as I know, it actually wasn't done. I still had to do another show a couple of years later. But at that point, I was so fed up with bodybuilding. And I was like, yeah, I fucking did it. It's over. So my message today is even though the journey seems like really up and down, it seems rocky, it seems stressful, you're going to look back in hindsight with whatever this is you're doing, not just bodybuilders, guys, can relate this to anything. You're going to love the journey. And when it's gone, you're going to fucking miss it and wish it was back so badly. So make sure you guys enjoy even the hard times as a bodybuilder, the hard times in a relationship, the hard times at a job. And that's my, on, that's my message today. Enjoy the fucking journey because the journey is what makes the end goal, the, the, the finish line so much more enjoyable. Like if you do anything in life and it's just like this, it's smooth all the time. Why would that be fun to get to the finish line? It wasn't even challenging. So that's what happens to people that are amazing at things. They're not challenged at all. And they get to the finish line, they're not even satisfied. Even though that's better than probably most people can do that do that thing, whatever it is, the sport, it's not enjoyable because they weren't challenged. Where we get, like, uh, an ex where we get excited from as humans and why we love to do things because we like to be challenged. The people that go out there and do these crazy things like bodybuilding love, love the fear of failure. They love knowing that they could potentially lose everything or kill themselves or hurt themselves. This is why people get addicted to bodybuilding because we live on the edge. We love a good challenge, especially with the fear of getting hurt. That's why bodybuilders fall in love with bodybuilding. It's not because they love bodybuilding. They love pushing their bodies to the max. Yeah, some guys like sculpting and lifting, all that bullshit, but behind all that, that like pretty 
like uh, like pretty white, glossy, happy stuff. The dark side is that we like to push ourselves to the very end, to the point of failure, to the point of death, to the point of getting hurt. That's why we like motorcycles. That's why we like jet skis, jumping out of airplanes. Humans love to get their adrenaline going. So that's why we love to do bodybuilding because it's something we can do regardless of how old we are, no matter where we're at in life. It's a fucking challenge no matter how old you are or if you're on the beginning level, beginner level or the professional level. So today, take this with you, this message. Enjoy the journey. No matter how ugly it gets, no matter how many setbacks you have, in hindsight, if you give up, you're going to be pissed off at yourself. So don't give up. Keep pushing. And the only time you should honestly say, you know what, I'm going to throw the towel in is if you are aware enough, you have enough self-awareness. I'm going to talk about this on the next video. If you're self-aware that you know you've done everything you possibly can and there's just nothing else you can do to get any further. And if you continue to do this, it's just going to end up hurting you or potentially just keep drowning you. If you know there's no life preserver left, just fucking give it up then. And that's something very important to take away from this too, guys. Like bodybuilding is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing to do. I love bodybuilding, but I knew when I was 30 years old, there is nothing else to gain from bodybuilding, regardless of what people think. At my point in my life, I knew there was nothing else for me to gain because I didn't see anything else to gain. There was nothing else I wanted. And that's what it comes down to. If you don't want anything out of something, you're done. The, the fucking rush is over. The motivation's gone. So make a transition, switch, make a left turn, make a right turn. Don't just do it because you're trying to satisfy other people. You'll never be happy. You'll be chasing your tail forever. And if you know continually is just going to cause damage and make things worse, throw the towel in and be happy you got that far. Be satisfied with what you did and now transition to the next phase of your life. And that phase probably should incorporate Vivo Health Solutions. Now, before I go, my HRT clinic I'm partnered with, sign up today. The intake form is right below here in the description. Fill it out. Put my name as a referral because if you put my name there, you're going to unlock no BS pricing. And if you reach out to me, I'll be able to access your file really quick. I'll have to go fucking searching for it. And I can help you out with some protocols, give you some suggestions on peptides, hormones. And if you're my client, you guys get the real fucking deal pricing. So remember, I coach as well bodybuildingandbs.com. And thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you guys on here again soon. And please tune in because I'm not going anywhere.